It's her one year anniversary. When? Right now? Yeah, like basically. Yeah. In like 13 days or something. Is that, wait, in 13 days the first one was released? No, actually, let me, I'm going to look it up quick. Yeah. Because we released it before the party. Oh my gosh. Are you ready? Yeah. March 2nd. Whoa. It's her one year anniversary for real. Wait, is it the second? Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you what's, even handle it? What's the first? The first anniversary is paper, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna, I'll send you a paper airplane on Tuesday. Oh, that's oh, tomorrow. Are you coming to the studio? Yeah. Cool. Wow. We started it. We started recording in December, I think, right? For the first couple. I think we talked about it in December. And I think we finally got like the recording equipment yeah. in January. And I think we recorded. Yeah. We recorded the first ones in January. So um, I didn't want to have a podcast, but I didn't know how to tell you that I didn't want to have it. It's really um, weird because you kept bringing it up. <laughs> you were like, what are we doing that podcast? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me get that equipment. And then a month would go by. I have like a real tendency to think stuff like that is funny when it's not. And then also just like keep referring to it. We're all like end up making plans. I mean, like starting a podcast sort of as a joke and just. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> i'm really happy we started it because i didn't been... know all that time you were like you were like i really had no intention about doing it and then one and i was just making jokes and then one day you were like all right i got the equipment and i was like oh shit that's, yeah, that's like much that's basically happened. oh man i just got played so hard no i i got i mean yeah, I look at too. look at us we're talking about our one year podcast reunion so and now we're ready we're... to kill each other and i guess this is the last episode I don't know. I'm feeling. I've felt this way before when we record. Fragile, raw. <laughs> I don't remember how I described it last time, but uh, sentimental. Maybe I'm not sure. No, those are that. Those words don't. They're not like mutually exclusive. So yeah, you could be but all those things. I think I could. I think I might be all those things. But I think I'm really happy we started it because you and I became really good friends making oh, yeah. it. It's so cool, really right? Nice. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. And um, I have to tell you, like, ever since you, since we're friends, since we're such good friends, yeah. ever since you got that haircut and I got this haircut, <laughs> Gus and I got our haircut, like, really short. Like, you know, we each got our haircut by the same hairdresser. And I feel like we're strangers to each other. Yeah. You know, we should take a picture together tomorrow. Yeah, with our haircuts. Sure. Yeah, I know. I, I'm a stranger to myself, but you really did have a drastic haircut. Yeah, but this is like this is like old me, you know. Yeah. Kind of, but yeah. yeah. Next. Buttoned up. This is buttoned up. Yeah. yeah, like I got business to attend to. Yeah, exactly. You're like, um, I I brought a copy of my resume just in case you didn't print one out. That's what your haircut says to me. Yeah. 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 It includes my weaknesses on it. It's actually just all weaknesses. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that you're like, fra you're feeling fragile and raw. And now you're giving us examples. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking well, too much about the city, Cammy. I cried on the subway today. No way. What? Yeah. Why? I'm just fragile and raw today. Oh my gosh. Are you okay? I'm okay. This is fun. All right. Well, on the podcast today, we have our old friend, Thomas Mueller. Yeah, Thomas and I go pretty far back. I met him. <laughs> About almost in April. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, so... but you know him. Do you want to talk about how you know him really quick? Yeah. Or so... how you guys stay in touch? Yeah, well, so when I was at Cranbrook, Tony Hepburn asked uh, me and Veronica Frenning, my um, friend, uh, 
Yeah, you so, guys are friends. Yeah, we're so we're friends. <laughs> we, I was going to say my best friend. So we were best friends. So he asked us if we would go pick the student up, a, a pr- prospective student, go pick him up at the airport. And Veronica were like, sure. Because, Isn't that such like, a fun thing in grad school when you're yes, like, picking be, up? Yes, I love that. That was my favorite job. Because at Cranbrook and Alfred as well, there was only 150 people at Cranbrook. So you, we knew everybody and you're so fucking sick of them that you're yeah. like, oh my God, a new person? So exciting. Yeah. Plus like an excuse, an excuse to go into the city. Yeah. 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 Anything. We'll do anything. So yeah. uh, we went to pick him up. We went to pick it up, pick him up. And it was Thomas Mueller. And he was asking us all kinds of questions. And of course we were like, yeah, you should totally come to Cranbrook. It's the best. Like, Cranbrook was like a cult, you know? Yeah. Um, so we didn't stay in contact after that at all. And he ended up going to Cranbrook. And we, uh, we had gone. We had graduated. He went for the next two years and had an excellent experience. Yeah, but I hadn't talked to him in forever. And then I think that we became Facebook friends. But, you know, I didn't, I don't really, didn't really go on Facebook that much. But when you pay, play Words with Friends, your Facebook friends come up as people <laughs> that are playing Words with Friends. So I, we started a game of playing Words with Friends. And I guess that was about like five or six years ago. That's so crazy. I know. We've been playing Word. I don't know. Maybe not that long ago. Who's better? Who's, who's winning right so now? We're so even. It's yeah. really, we're pretty equally matched. Like I'll win a couple games and then I'll rub it in like a fucking asshole yeah and then he'll win and he'll be totally like chivalrous and like genuinely like an excellent winner yeah and i'll be like a terrible loser. like it's just you know it's like yeah. textbook that's textbook. great yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah we're pretty evenly matched so that's how we that's how we communicate as well so if i'm like do you want to be on the podcast it's through words with friends dms nice nice yeah. i didn't know that that's how you scheduled the whole thing yeah totally so um i really really love tom's work he's originally from seattle which he talks about a little bit and yeah i think i i think it's such a great i mean i love this interview a lot yeah, I haven't heard it, but Cammy made a point to let me know that we sound smarter than normal. So that'll be a plus for all you listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, um, I love, this is my favorite thing. As an aside, people like have talked about the podcast, like to be about, a, like they talk about the podcast at, well in front of me and yeah. they'll be like, yeah, it's not, um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll be like, yeah, like it's it's entertaining, and they'll say it like really slow so people understand that yeah. we're not smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, like so uh, sweet. Yeah, you and Gus are like so, so basically they're like it's entertaining, which you know it's like they're like coming like they're just like coming down a little bit to even. I know, stay. but isn't isn't that wasn't that the goal? Like, wasn't our wasn't our stated goal from the get-go to make an art podcast i mean specifically a ceramics podcast that was like a little bit more entertaining like a little bit more fun yeah a little less serious yes because i think that there's a lot of value in those two and like i love artist talks like just going to an artist lecture and like like dry informative i get a lot out of them always but i also listen to a lot of podcasts in my studio and I like I hope it is entertaining because that like I want it to be kind of fun um I mean I hope it's more fun to listen to than it is to edit (laughs) yeah I wouldn't know (laughs) I don't even like listening to them like (laughs) it takes me longer to listen to and approve an episode than it takes you to edit the whole episode because I hate hearing us talk talk. well people are like Kimmy, you and Gus are making you and Gus are so good together. Um, you're really funny. And then I'm like, and also we're like, say the most amazing, smartest stuff too. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what no, podcast is that? Yeah, you got good clay jokes. I was trying to <laughs> trying to get some clay jokes out of uh, the employees of Brooklyn Clay before 
before I left tonight and nobody had anything good. That's not surprising. Sarah all Sarah all <laughs> told me to do something like Seinfeld, you know, observational. <laughs> Great advice. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. So yeah. back to Tom. We did an interview with him on YouTube, which you can go watch under the Brooklyn Clay uh channel. And I don't know, it's really nice to like see quarantine people working in their studios. We were also so excited to just like see something other than Brooklyn at that point. So even though it's yeah. just a video chat with Tom, he's in he's in LA, right? Or outside LA. Yeah, and it's sunny and and he's like he's got this cool house and he's got a yeah. backyard and a so garage. LA. Oh, so beautiful. Stupid palm trees and like the dumb sunshine hanging in like Man. the corner of the you know, like with the stupid sun rays hitting the camera lens. Yeah, I'm getting like, mad now. Yeah. yeah, like <laughs> fuck you. Anyway, so enjoy the conversation with Tom Mueller. It's so fun. And smart, and it's so smart. It's smart. This time it's smart. We were hanging out on Instagram early on in COVID, right? With the virtual studio visit. That was like so many months ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like it was right in the beginning, March or April, right? Right. We've really, we've really gotten nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know. so we like circled back around and uh, we're back at the top yeah. um but, but I yeah know so that... yeah well, well maybe I... just to explain what the so the podcast actually started before like we started it last december maybe oh so this is one year and and I'm getting close yeah maybe it was was it january i don't remember but it was it was pre-pandemic and then the pandemic happened and that's why our boss like decided oh Kami and Gus like talking to each other that's well they'll do the studio visits um which is how like I first met you was just through that Brooklyn Clay studio visit which was really great so we'll probably end up like I'm sure I still think about your your like the garage studio and then the backyard oh. studio it looks like you're in the garage studio right I'm now in the garage. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so envious of but well, they're doing construction next door, so I had to find the quietest space in, in the house. Nice. Yeah. the com most comfortable space in the house. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so anybody that's listening should go should go watch that too, because that was like a really nice talk. Um, Thank you. That was and fun. this one, yeah. And then this one will just be. We started this podcast mostly because we were, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think Cammy does as well when we're in the studio, and for it we wanted to come up with something that was like about ceramics because we both like it so much but that was also maybe like kind of fun to listen to mm -hmm. um and also about art but kind of fun to listen to instead of uh, <laughs> what, are, what are you saying about <laughs> yeah. ceramics yeah, <laughs> tend to be dry on yes. the drier side no, I, I think but, you're, you know, I've been listening to, I don't know how, how caught up I am. I've listened to most of them, at least the oh, nice. seven. And I think it's, um, yeah, they're, 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 they're fun to listen to. I mean, they're, they're, they're casual, but um, insightful and not boring. Yeah, uh, good, good. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about being, I think you're the only person that's been on both actually. Ooh. I feel honored. I think, I think. He's like, how do you feel about being yeah. cho the, the chosen one? Yeah. Like, what like kind of medallion? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think it's cool. I mean, I actually, like in, in all seriousness, wished, wished I would have gone back and watched it just to kind of re to remember like what was in my headspace um, and yeah. our headspace kind of collectively as the three of us, um, uh, whatever, six months ago uh, when this, you know, because. You know, as I started to go, oh yeah, you know, school was still happening, but that is, you know, I just kind of was kind of remembering what was happening. It was like, wow, that was really fucked up and we really didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do wish I would have gone back and watched. And so I no, think it's just really- I, It's no. actually, no, you, it's actually like- yep. <laughs> What Sorry. ringer is that? That was a great ringer. <laughs> oh, hang on, I gotta. Yeah. <laughs> How do I make it stop? Go away. <laughs> Oh, there it goes.
when everything's connected, I get confused. Yeah. Um, um, trust me, you, we don't need to go back. Uh, we're not gonna, you won't be redundant, I promise. And also I think that we didn't, we really, really just talked about your space itself. I remember right. really, really well. We, and well, I think. Yeah. I also, Cammy, so, <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. So um, one of the things that we started doing with the podcast was we have an Instagram that I manage, which is really poorly managed, but um, we really often try and get questions. And one of the biggest questions that we get from people that are, because we're also, you know, like one thing that I've just been so interested in is like, I came into ceramics, like I got into it in high school and I went to college for it. And then I went to grad school for it. And like, I've always done it. And I feel like so many people that I went to grad school with, like got into it either in college or high school. And it was like this really sort of, um, you know, they like, they fell in love with the material and then they want to have these like romantic conversations about plasticity. But now there's also this like whole new crew of it. And I'm sure it's not new, but it's, I'm like becoming aware of all these people that are getting really serious about it. That like took a class at a place like Brooklyn clay or the 92nd street. Y. And then are sort of like finding it, you know, after they maybe started their career and did something else. And one really common thing that comes up is people want to know, am I a serious ceramicist if I don't mix my own glazes? Oh. It's very true. <laughs> and like, we get asked that all the time as if that's like, and, and I talk oh. like I'm sitting in my space and it's really in disarray because I'm moving from one space to another, but um I almost exclusively use Amico underglaze and Mako Wonder Glaze. Um, they're great. That's, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what do you think? Is it is it a necessity to mix your own glazes? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 But I think I think that's. Um, I mean, uh, uh, you know, unequivocally no. Um, but I think that's a bizarre question, um, and that that uh, but that you you get it enough that you notice it. Yeah, you know I mean? we get it enough that we're making a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I mean it's like it's weird to me because it says more about people and how they you know want to be defined and define themselves. It's more of a psychological question. It's more like a, a like a, what, what those INFJ like one of those personality <laughs> tests. Um, Myers Briggs, right? Totally. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's ridiculous. Um, uh, I mean, I, I can even tell you a story. I mean, when I was an undergrad uh, at, at University of Washington and Patty Warshina was the teacher. And I think, I, you know, I was taking glaze chemistry and what are all the classes you're supposed to take? And I was trying yeah. to get green and she's like, why are you mixing green? Just go down to Seattle Pottery Supply and buy a jar for seven bucks. It's green and it's always <laughs> gonna work, you know? Like, it doesn't, it, you know, because I was making sculpture and it, I just needed green, right? And yeah. so I was like, oh, right. <laughs> you know, and I think unless you're doing something very specific, which will be to needs of the, whether it's functional or sculpture or whatever, you need a certain palette or, or something that you can't do with paint or whatever, sure, mix your own glaze. But if you just need blue and it needs to go on clay and it needs to be glossy or whatever, who cares? If it works, it yeah, works. That, my, uh, my first like materials teacher was Beth Lowe. Oh, yeah. And that was, she said the the last, um, she didn't actually make us do it, but she always said that our final project was just going to be unscrewing the lid of a commercial glaze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure her and Patty were pretty tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember her as a visiting artist uh, when I was an undergrad. Um, and yeah, I, she was. I love like, her energy and her, I love her work, but I loved her, her vibe. Yeah, me too. And it's. Yeah, I love her work and same thing. Like I loved her and she was such an amazing professor and also played stand-up bass in a yeah. bluegrass band. Come on, that's that. so cool. Yeah. That's something yeah. mudflaps. Something Yeah, the big sky mudflaps. Yeah, it's a funny name. I was like, and you know, I was like yeah. 18 or 19 and I'm like, this woman is awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's she really is cool. She's a cool. Yeah. But you got to be, you got to work with Patty Warshina. First of all, all my teachers were men. So I, yeah. like, I always, like, I always feel like I'm at a disadvantage, you know? Definitely. <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> so tell, I want to hear about working with Patty Warshina. 
she was I mean, um, only like 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah, she. If, if you run into her now, she's exactly the same as she was you know, 20, 30 years ago. She's just like this whirlwind of energy. Um, and, um, you know, it is also the kind of thing, I think we talked about a little bit on the, the previous talk, but, um, you know, so when I started there, I fell into the ceramics department because the students were making cool stuff and the teachers were cool. Not like because they were famous, but they were like, well, these people are cool. I want to take a class from them. Um, and so I didn't really kind of recognize the, the status of, of Patty and, and Akio, right? In, at least in the ceramics world. Yeah. Um, they were just, had cool classes and they let us make cool stuff. And so in terms of Patty, she was, yeah, this incredible whirlwind of energy, super positive, like relentlessly creative, like you'd have a studio visit with her and she would just like on fire, just go down all these ideas, you know, just totally riffing, right? And would go back and forth, um, like just eat with ease. Um, and just kind of this real generous spirit. And it was a really, she's a really cool combination of being incredibly passionate about being an artist um, and, and ceramics, but, but, you know, more broadly being an artist, um, it's completely irreverent, right? Like uh, in the best way, but also in completely serious, right? And it was this great balance. It's like, we're just making art, but like, if you're gonna do this, you better do it, right? And, um, you know, I'm, I think it was, I assume it was conscious, but it was definitely like, don't make my work, make your own work, right? Um, but if you, you know, and then like, I remember one of the first, when I took, we, I, I, you know, how lucky I was, like I took a, a team talk class with Patty and Akio, right? How cool was that? And then one of the That's things crazy. that, told, yeah, in hindsight, I'm like, well, yeah. I, would, I don't do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then to get both of them, I mean, and so on, on, you know, whatever, we were doing large scale, so it was a large scale sculpture class and they did a 24 hour work session. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I was 20 or whatever, right? I was like, I can do that. And, and they invite the whole studio, grad students, all, you know, beginning through advanced, everybody was invited. And it was those two, me and two other people that were there at seven in the morning. And I kept looking over and I was like, if those two are here at four in the morning, I'm staying. If those two are here at five in the morning, I'm staying. If those two are here at six in the morning, I'm staying. So it was just really like they were, and they were like working, like they weren't just sitting around, you know, screwing around, they were making stuff. And it was this really valuable lesson. It's like, okay, that's the work ethic that yeah, you need to have, right? Exactly. Um, and it was, you know, completely unstated, but one of the best lessons I had from my undergrad experience. And then I was also lucky in that, uh, during my time, anyways, Akio had a studio in in our building, nice. um, and it you know just happened to be right next to where my, when I was a senior, my studio was like we shared a wall, and it was the same thing. I was like, that guy's here at two in the morning. I'm yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> and he would yeah. wander around and kind of stop in studios and just shoot the shit about your work or whatever. But again, it was like okay, like again, it was unspoken lesson, right? This is, this is the work ethic. You know, it's, 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 of course, it's about, you know, technical stuff and concept and ideas and blah, blah, blah. But it's really about the work ethic, right? Sit there and make your work. Um, and that's what, well, probably one of the things I felt most grateful about, about the experience there. Did you, so wait, did Petty Warshina use commercial places? Uh, yeah, as far as I know, yeah, I mean, because, yeah, it looks like it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's the one who told me to go get my, you know, <laughs> yeah. go, whatever the brand, Duncan. Like I can't it. remember the brand at the time. And underglazes, um, you know, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 you know, it would actually be kind of awesome if she called in and called me out and said I was full of shit, but I'm pretty sure. That yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. She calling? Uh, she calling? <laughs> So you guys, you, well, both of you, you really don't think like if you, I mean, if you make the underglazes your own, right? If you make the wonder glazes your own, that's a different thing. So it's like, you have to figure out a way to like use them as a trick, as a deceptive trick to make it look like it's not from a jar. I, I think of it more, because um, I haven't used glazes in my work I mean, I mean, very little until the most recent body of work that I'm doing now. Which right? is like just in the last couple months. Yeah, right? six, you know, maybe, let's say this year, 2020, right? Um, 
And I always think of it, uh, glazes uh, and clay is as content, right? It's not just a color, right? It's content, especially glazes. Like, you know, if you use an Aribe glaze, that's a, a glaze that has a 500 year plus history, right? It, associated with a very specific culture. And if you start using that glaze, even if you mixed it yourself, you are bringing all that into your work, like all that content into your work, whether you like it or not. Um, and when you're using stroke and coat or amico, it's red, right? Oh um, my gosh, can you please insult Gus a little bit more? I love that. <laughs> no, that was actually the nicest thing anybody's ever oh, said wait. about oh, my work. I love yeah. that we like both took it in two different ways. I was like, oh, sick burn, Tom. <laughs> Gus no, is like, I, oh my God, thank you. I think, I mean, like sometimes you just want red, right? And yeah. cause, you know, and, and because I do think uh, 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 glazes are loaded, you know, with content, and, you know, and then, I mean, okay, pottery and functional wear is a different, you know, conversation, right? It, it, is, it has a, a, a different purpose, right? But if we're talking art or sculpture, then you take every element from the, 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 clay, the clay to the, co the color of the glaze, et cetera, as part of your content. And glaze is a material that has a history, um, a, a literal history in the moment that you mixed it, which, which could be important, but also a historical history, right? That, that reaches back. Um, and sometimes you just want red. Right. Sometimes you want kind of a painterly quality, and I think that's okay. Um, you know, red itself comes with content, right? Um, whether it's emotional or, or even conceptual or whatever, but it can just be red, right? If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've ended up in such a funny place where glaze testing and mixing has become such a huge part of my life, but it is like it doesn't exist in my studio practice anymore, which was a real flip-flop where mm. like I used to mix every glaze that I used in my work, you know, in like little pine containers and I would just have them stacked up all over my studio. And then, but pretty much like what ended up happening was it, nothing about making the glaze was important. Nothing about the specific recipes. Like it wasn't important. I just needed the color and I needed it to stick to clay. And then once I realized I could buy these kits from, the ceramic shop that have 12 different colors in it mm -hmm. already and a good <laughs> spread it was yeah, yeah and I, it's yeah. liberating right yeah but i mean down the road you might find that you need you know a certain hue right yeah that you just can't get from amico you, you could you could get there if you need to right yeah um, um but it's i mean the glaze chemistry is amazing and it is magical yeah but it's a lot of work if you don't need a palette that's you know, 10,000 miles deep, <laughs> you know, in a yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Because the amount of time that you're going to figure, spend figuring out like, oh, this one's got talc in it. So it's never going to be that bright. And this one's got zinc. So the chrome's never going to work. And <laughs> it's just not worth it. <laughs> well, again, it depends on your, your purposes. Yeah. But, but if you're just, if you just need red, go buy it. I mean, there yeah. is like the, there is like the, the beauty and depth of like a beautiful glaze that's that is like alchemy so you like mm -hmm. fall into the glass I think people humans like it's human nature to just love glass as a material like mm -hmm. it's just endlessly fascinating so then when you have like a beautiful glaze if you get a beautiful glaze and then if if you get that glaze if you can repeat it and get it again so then like it's something that you're just like you know, yeah. you're always counting on the glaze to do its job, which is to transform the surface of your piece into this like higher level of, ex of existence, yeah. which yeah. is a little weird. Now that, I'm, <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, right. It's like, I mean, oh. no, I was like, which brings me sort of to the next, with, which kind of brings me into the next thing I wanted to ask you about was since you're since before like your work for several years right was like kind of um uh, is it ephemeral is that what i want to say yeah uh, that it didn't doesn't last it's just there for the moment yeah. and maybe in photographs but now you're actually firing your work so you have like this responsibility like this weight of these like fired pieces so also now that I'm like, I'm also kind of going through this too, where, and then Gus, actually, this is a great question for you to comment on too, because you have a little bit of it. So 
uh, to make like one good piece, I have to make like <laughs> hundred good pieces. So like to make like one piece that is working, I have to like I've like made hundreds and hundreds of things that are like they're pretty much seconds. You know, like I can't do anything with them. They're just tests, but they're very real. You know. The 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 reason I got so excited about it was because I kept trying to give Cami work, but <laughs> yeah. she she knew like I didn't tell her what work I was gonna give her, but she's been to my studio and she knows what work I'm trying to give her just because she's like knows the shit that's in the corners. <laughs> she, yeah, it's always like some. She's trash. not interested. <laughs> Oops, I lost, we lost gonna, Gus. Wait, oh. am I back? Yeah, okay. you're back. So now what do you think about like, how are you feeling about making things that are going to last thousands and thousands of years? No prash. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about it since you texted me that question an hour and five minutes ago. Okay. So you've had an hour. To think <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. I'm sure you were like sauteing some dinner or something. And you're like, oh, great. That's no big deal. Just thousands of years. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, um, I don't really think about it like that. Um, that. That seems like a lot of kind of so social and environmental pressure. Um, I think about it more in terms of, it's a really good question and I don't think I'm gonna answer it directly. I'm not trying to dodge it, but I just don't, I, I, I don't think about it like, oh, this thing's gonna be here for a thousand years. Cause first of all, I don't think it's, li it's likely. Um, um, uh, but I think so, I've been, you know, for all kinds of reasons, interested in ephemeral work and time-based work, um, you know, which, you know, as I've been making this object-based work, I think I realize how weird that is for a ceramic person uh, to do. And I know there's other people who do it, but it's really unusual. Um, and that work is, and I still make that work and I still consider it part of my, my body of work. Um, but it is about that moment, right? When the thing is doing its thing or whenever the viewer kind of meets the work and where, wherever, whenever they encounter it, that's, that's the work. And so when I've shifted into this object-based work, which I've been trying to do for years and it keeps kind of slipping through my fingers, I just can't quite pin it down. I'll make one piece that I'm excited about and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go make something that blows away. You know, <laughs> this, this was fun. But now th actually thanks to the pandemic and some, some few other things, like it's really gotten me to focus. Um, and as I think about these objects, you know, and I'm thinking about objecthood, but I'm objecthood, um, trying to I I infuse all the content and concept and poetry that I've been interested for, for as an artist into an object. And can I do that? And can I ultimately be satisfied with it? Um, and so I'm kind of stuck at that question before I get to the question like, oh, this thing is awesome. It's gonna be here for thousands of years. <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't, like, I'm really excited about the work um, and I haven't shown any of it yet. Um, so it still feels like it's, like it doesn't feel done yet. Does that make sense? And that's why I think I'm kind of having trouble answering that question directly. I mean, I feel like maybe that specific question shouldn't even, it, I mean, like, kind of knocking my own question but it's really too big of a it's too big of a question for I think humans to I think our yeah. brains are too small and we don't really understand dimension or time yeah <laughs> well so I mean you it's know like impossible to answer because we have no idea what yeah, happens like, when we're dead yeah well and, and does and, it matter and who cares right yeah um, except maybe your you know your your offspring or your relatives who can sell this stuff and you know hopefully make a fortune or whatever <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's it's just a really um, it's a, it's a really big question, um, and in in some ways, and it's, it's kind of an arrogance to it. You know, what? I'm not suggesting that you're arrogant, but like, no, like oh, yeah, somebody in a you know a thousand years is going to think this is the greatest thing ever. It's just but like that's not likely. You know. Well, okay, I'm happy that you brought it to this room because that I was like trying to figure out how to carefully go to. Uh, like, is there any part, because I know I'm speaking from my own experience here that there's a great part of my own ego that gets tickled when I like go to somebody's house and they have a piece of mine hanging on their wall. And I like don't want to admit it most oh, of the yeah. time. Like I want to pretend awesome. like, yeah. No, it's like, awesome. It's incredibly flattering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think in any way that is like factoring into the 
change in the work or or was it just sort of like <laughs> that's a great question i'm just curious because yeah, like, that really is actually question. i i went i went over to a friend's place to help them with something and i like saw you know it's especially because i'm not going places right now yeah. really other than work and i got to see a piece like in somebody else's house and yeah. i in the it's like, wild <laughs> yeah it's, yes. so, it's really yeah. sweet no that's that's a really astute question um uh because i, I don't hear that, that. <laughs> no I, I i have thought about that recently you know as i've been doing yeah. this um and because i had you know for a while i had a body of work um that i don't know photography based and that you know the, the they were they were part of installations that were all this other stuff and the photos sold yeah and every now and then i'll go into somebody's house and i'm like oh yeah i was saying so like you, you spend money yeah it's like this <laughs> yeah um um and then you know as i'm getting older and i can you know have friends work from from graduate school and beyond and like it becomes like a it's a personal relationship with that person that you haven't seen in a while or like you know if i get if i'm even gonna buy something from a friend who's just made it like i, I don't have that kind of work right or i haven't had that kind of work and so as i've been doing this it's like oh yeah you know that exactly what you're saying this is this has the potential to be that and people you know I don't know, it sounds like, you know, people ask me for stuff, right? Are you going to make yeah. something I can have? Yeah. You know, um, which is also super flattering, right? Um, um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, I can't say that's the driving force, but it certainly has crossed my mind, you know? Yeah. And but the other thing that's, that's uh, crossed my mind or not, you know, one of the driving forces for this work is can I do it, right? Like in some ways, not making objects is like, then I don't have to commit, right? It's like, oops, it's gone. <laughs> you know, whether the yeah. work sucked, sucked or not, it's gone. Oh, you, you should know. have been there. <laughs> yeah, you it was awesome. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, you just you know and the then, images. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, people were applauding. <laughs> um, and that, <laughs> as, as a side note, it's, it's really made me rethink, like when I'm looking, you know, both teaching and then looking, watching visiting artists, like thinking about all these performances, these historical performances that are super famous. And I'm like, there was like three people at that performance. I bet. Like, yeah. yeah. Anything. <laughs> and now it's and that artist, like totally like iconic piece, right? Totally. Yeah. But I think, you know, but I think, am I kind of, have I asked myself questions and kind of challenged myself is like, am I, have I not made objects because I don't want to commit to a thing? Can I even do it? Right. Like this is also, I see this as the challenge. Can I even do it? Yeah. Kind of, part of it is focus. Part of it is like, maybe I don't have the chops. Right. Um, and so part of this is like, you know, and then plus like now that I'm, you know, the head of ceramics at, at, in my programs, like I'm the face of this program. Ceramics is about objects. Right. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very critical of it. Oh yeah. That's real. I went through that you at know, Pratt. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, like, now, you know, it's one thing when you're an adjunct teacher and you can go in and kind of blow yeah. shit up and then leave again. And the, whoever's running the program, you know, has to, and that's why they bring you in, like to be yeah. the weirdo, right? But now that I'm the head of the program, it's like, okay, like I need to teach all these students, right? Yeah. From freshman to graduation to, to grad student, right? And so- In the ceramics department. In the ceramics Like to be department. specific. You need right, to, to be, like- Exactly, yeah. yeah. And to really kind of honor that. And I was like, okay, like, you know, obviously, you know, we all know why people fall in love with ceramics, you know, and, and, and so, and a lot of that has to do with making objects, right? And so I could, I can talk about it all day long, but I thought, yeah. part of, you know, part of this body of work is for, to force me to kind of go through beginning to end, thinking about glazes, right? Thinking about yeah. if I should use glazes, like not in a kind of abstract way or in a way like, oh, this thing's gonna fall apart anyways, you know? Um, in a way that you know it should last for a thousand years you know <laughs> yeah just, just kind of that full commitment and it's been even even thinking about it from it, it's changed the way i think about teaching right um in this context right and so um so there's well, a lot of reasons that that brought me to this work i, I don't know and also i should say i have a um you know, I, I, I committed to a show based on this work and at uh, Eutectic in, in Portland, which oh, is cool, which is a ceramics gallery. Yeah, right? like a like a very like it's a, I mean one of like the kind of big like contemporary ceramic galleries yeah. too, which is and, yeah. And he's I've been following them for a while and I got connected to to Brett and he's super cool and super open minded and, and game and and I was like, I need a parameter. Like I need a show, yeah. you know what <laughs> I mean? 
that um and he was totally like if you want to go run you know do run with it and do some something else that's fine but i was just kind of internally i was like i'm gonna stick to the object um yeah. and like you said it's a ceramics gallery and one that i really respect and i, I really respect the range of work that he they show he yeah. shows there um um and he's super generous right and so um and, and i have to say having that as a, a a goal and as a parameter is also kind of you know kept me from Oh yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go do something that'll blow away in the wind. Um, yeah. But there's also the idea that like if you like if you say what you're gonna do, like you describe the object before making the object, does the object actually need to exist at that point? Do you know what I mean? So it's like the idea of the object and the actual object become like two separate things. And also I think that comes out of like a kind of post studio, you know, kind of idea of working yeah but i mean and that's really that's really kind of you know 70s conceptualism right? yeah totally um, which I, I love love i mean that's kind of my core like work right that that i that i it really inspires me totally um, and and also you know how should i say like my work has you know has always been kind of idea driven um you know, and that's why I think about stuff like, oh, well, the clay itself is content, right? The glaze is content, yeah. right? Um, you know, you, you have to, you know, the, the empty internal spaces of these objects is content. You have to account for that stuff. Um, and that's why I can kind of make a one-off sculpture and it's, it's, it's done I do, in the past. But with this work, um, you know, I really have, it's, it's, pushed me, I don't want to say forced me, pushed me to kind of really think of it as a series, like how would it look cohesive as a show of objects? Um, and then that comes with some design questions, right? And some aesthetic questions and some formal questions and some material questions. Um, but it's the object that really becomes an anchor for me in a good way, a, a good yeah. anchor. <laughs> yeah. This is, this think, is maybe like a little, yeah. This is maybe like a little off topic, but uh, so do you end up teaching intro classes at all or like wheel throwing classes yeah the whole gamut and and yeah. you know um and our program is genuinely interdisciplinary um okay and i was actually I'm, I'm told i was hired to be a bridge between ceramics and sculpture because um, right. they were you know they're physically next to each other but they were <laughs> conceptually yeah. separated um and now i'm the chair i'm actually the chair of the 3d area so i'm the chair of both Areas. Okay, um, and I love that it's it totally suits you know it's 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 really um, dangerous sounding schmaltzy it's really wonderful to be hired to do what you do yeah um, <laughs> um, and um, yeah so uh, I'm also so next semester I'm teaching BFA thesis which is all of our art majors thesis class, right? Not just the ceramics class. So I'll be teaching the yeah. painters and the performance and the video and all this stuff. Oh, they better um, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see i'll get them all to do pottery um, well yeah so wait so like because you're i'm sure you're having to like throw cups and jars and things like that at <laughs> oh some my God, point this like is awesome. what I is this. what is a because i spend so much time because i i just i teach only one class a week now but the amount of time that i spend thinking like i'll throw demos for my class and then i'll like really think about them all week about like Maybe that sh handle should have been like a little bit taller. And I, I just wonder like, how much time <laughs> do you spend thinking about the pots that you make in your, that are probably just like demo pots and things like that. <laughs> That's a really funny <laughs> question. <laughs> Trying to decide how forthright I should be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, you. <laughs> this is being recorded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't come out of pottery, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I had to I had to do it in undergrad. Um, yeah, and it, you know, just not my thing, right? But what I came to realize when I got out of school um, is it's a good way to get teaching gigs in ceramics. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Sorry. some ways, and um, some you know, I've mostly been pretty lucky. Most places I've taught before I got full time was teach how you want to teach. But some places I had to teach their syllabus, which meant including teaching throwing, right? Yeah. Um, but I had never taught a full semester of throwing until I got this job, like from whatever, September to December. Um, and um, much to my surprise, 
it was one of my favorite classes that I taught uh, yeah. the first time through. I, and I was like, the first semester, especially, I was super meticulous, you know, super anal about it. Like two months before I was in the studio throwing, remembering kind of all my moves <laughs> and lear learning some moves. Um, and what I've learned is I'm actually, you know, this is a backhanded compliment to myself. Um, I'm a much better at teaching throwing than I'm at doing it. Um, yeah. I think it's actually, you know, and I mean this, and it's, it's pretty easy to make, it's pretty easy to make a pretty good pot. It's really hard to make like an incredibly yeah. sophisticated pot, right? And in many ways, and that's one of the reasons I don't do it for, you know, <laughs> a, a, a lifestyle. Um, and I say that with total and complete respect for the people who do, because it's really hard to make the exquisite pot. Um, but it's kind of like glazes when I started teaching it, I don't get super fussy about where the handle is because um, I'm not a great handle maker. Um, <laughs> this is getting really weird. Yeah. You're like, this is like a compliment to myself, but I'm really trash. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think like <laughs> um, what, I, what I learned is um, it's that kind of first plateau, like centering is really hard right? For, for beginning, I mean, you guys know this, right? For beginning yeah. students. Um, but it's also when they figure it out and they make their first cylinder or bowl, it's completely magical, right? Yeah. And so just kind of running them through that and kind of pushing them and getting them excited about that. From there on out, like I can show them how to make a handle once and the ones who are really into it are going to get really fucking exquisite because they obsess about it. And the ones who don't make Japanese style teacups, right? For like yeah. level one, yeah. level one ceramics, like to me, if they can center at the end of a couple months, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Everything else is kind of gravy for. I mean, in all seriousness, like that's you know, for somebody who's never done it, it's really hard, right? Yeah. And yeah. to and to make a, a a bowl and a cup and saucer and a cup with a handle is a huge victory, right? For for somebody who's never done it. Um, yeah. Well, I, so, I spend so much of my class just talking about how, like, the reason so many people end up doing ceramics for such a long time is because there's there's just so much stuff you can always be learning yeah like even you know yeah and it's i also think a lot about youtube right like youtube is is my teaching in general a different animal and it's made teaching ceramics a really different animal so how do you use that as a tool to your advantage right without yeah. looking like a complete idiot right yeah um and I think, and ultimately I was like, this is fucking great. Like, um, you know, I yeah. got a whole list of things that I like and, um, and then I told you know, you use these to find things that you respond to because the reality is when you're making pots, you know, your own hand is your measuring tool, right? So inevitably we're all gonna be making different forms. Don't make my form, right? Go yeah. make your form. And if you can find somebody, you know, and I teach them a few different ways to center the ways that I like to do it, but there's other ways to do it. And I, and I give them links to other ways to do it. And if you find something else, as long as you get it in center, it doesn't matter, right? Just, just get it there. Find a way that works for your body and your hands, especially if you're left-handed because that just completely drives oh. me, <laughs> turns me upside down. You know, ceramics is becoming this like sort of ever expanding tent of like, you know, what is possible with it. And I always thought it was like such a huge plus that it was becoming a big thing in the just like, contemporary art world but i suppose one of the drawbacks to it is that there will probably be more people that end up in i don't know maybe it's not a drawback but there's like gonna be some funny situations where there are these departments that have really great artists that maybe aren't necessarily like great ceramicists or super knowledgeable about the material and that's also like i think something that was missing from a lot of programs for a long time so it's almost like the flip side of it um but I think there is truth to, you know, Gus, what you were saying. There's a, there's a lot of people in the field who who come out of a certain generation of teachers who were rebel, rebelling against the material, right, uh, or had an insecurity about the material because the previous generation, like ceramics, was an art, right, um, um, and then their students aren't kind of uh, 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 don't have a full range of the skill set, right. Um, Gus, do you see yourself getting into like academic type teaching? That's always been the plan. Um, and yeah, I don't, I think one of the big things that changed for me, like in the last couple of years was I didn't really see a path 
in this field that didn't involve that. Um, because I was never like a great student and I really loved being in art school, but I still sort of always felt like a little bit odd man out because there's like, um, like I've always sort of had a hard time reading and I've like sort of learned how to deal with it so that I can um, like keep up and stuff like that. But, but there was some really that just sort of changed when I started teaching these like community center classes and um, I do like miss being in an art school and I, and I miss because ceramics is like, or, or like art is sort of like my focus. Like I, I do like the idea of, you know, having students that are like pursuing that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of fell. So I was actually like just really briefly when I finished grad school, I took a sabbatical replacement job and that was like, you know, the hope was just like, keep doing yeah. that. What was um, that? at Colorado State University. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, and it was great. And, but honestly, the biggest thing was like, I just was, I had gone to undergrad, I took a year and yeah. I was a post back, and then I was a grad student. And then all of a sudden I was teaching and some about it felt really phony. Like I was trying to teach people how to be an artist and I had never actually just tried to be an artist. Mm. Um, and so I, I did it for like six months and then I was like, had the option to stay on with like a limited number of classes and it um it just sort of wasn't worth it and I thought like I always was curious about just mm -hmm. trying to make work and trying to figure out how to be an artist and it seemed like a good time to do it um and then I I like luckily felt kind of fell backwards into this job that I really like but um because before this I was like a carpenter um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um yeah I don't know I mean I think it's now sort of been long enough that I'm actually like, I miss it. I miss being at a university and I, I um, kind of miss being able to ask stuff of my students in a serious way. You know, like I really like the classes that I teach, but a big part of it is that we're teaching it sort of as therapy for people. Um, you know, so people want to come there and they want to have like a nice time. And, and I, and like, I, I love making small talk like and you know so I can do that stuff all day like I can joke about what movie you watch that week um but part of me does miss it yeah I don't know Gus who was your like the, the person that really you feel like was your mentor yeah I mean I think Trey Hill was like major and then um I had I mean when I was in grad school I had a lot but but I was like sort of on I was like planning on leaving and Andrea Gill was sort of like the one that talked to me out of it um just because i felt like i didn't and i think i was just burnt out of school because i'd been in it for so long um but she those two were were really important yeah. tom who are yours um for sure i mean my undergrad teacher is akio patty jamie walker um and then I had there's a painting professor named Michael Daly, um, who was one of the, he was an older gen, I loved his paintings, but older generation guy who could completely tear you apart and have you laughing afterwards. Um, right. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. oh, I love this guy. God, that drawing is awful. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, and I think about him and his critiques and like getting me to, to, to see something was awful, but not take it personally. Um, and then I was, uh, I, Doug Jack, I was, I think I told you guys last time I, I had met Doug Jack and Alfred when I'd done a summer workshop just as he was coming to Seattle and then connected okay. with him there. And he, he was never formally my teacher, um, but I consider him a mentor. Um, Jeannie Quinn was a, a grad student at Washington when, when I was an undergrad and she told, like, was one of those people that was there at three o'clock in the morning uh, in the studio and, and uh, just think about the thing you know we're still we're still friends but think about the things that we talked about and Tony of course at um at Cranbrook uh, just his critique style and the way he uh talked about not only my work but all of our work um I think about his, his critical comments on my work to this day his questions um but also how he framed questions uh, in general um um yeah I would say so yeah yeah that I was gonna try and say it earlier but we kept we like moved along but the the like being at the studio late at night thing was um when I was in grad school Walter McConnell mm -hmm. I remember like so often 
you know, like the studio would be empty and Walter would still be there working. And I remember that being like sort of a really clear indicator of like, or just maybe a reminder that like I knew it was going to be like, if I wanted to have a career in the arts, it was going to be hard work. But I think some part of my brain was like, okay, like you finish grad school and then like, it's going to get easier. Uh, And then I'd see Walter, you know, like I'd be, I'd be going home at like what, you know, whatever time and Walter's light would still be on and I'd hear him in there, like listening to NPR. Jesus. (laughs) And then I'd see him in the morning, like I'd see him in the morning, he'd be on his way to the gym and you know, like it was like, I think that that was such a, like, it's really good to see people push it like that. Um, Yeah. I think, yeah, that's one of the most important things, right? How, how about you, Cammie? I think, I think like I've, now that you mentioned the, your, my, my relationship to the grad students in undergrad was like, they were really important to yeah. my, you know, they were like the people that I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, that's like what I'm doing after this. But Tony, I mean, Kirk Mangus was like, you know, yeah. he taught me everything. And then Tony, I didn't, I just didn't, I don't think I was ready for Tony. Like I didn't, um, I just wasn't, I don't know if that I wasn't, I had to work really, really, I had to do a lot of catching up to Mm -hmm. even understand like the questions. So Mm -hmm. once I finally got there, I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it was exhausting. Like I was like trying so hard just to like please him. I think that um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was ever gonna be like an even relationship. Mm-hmm. but I do remember him walking through the studios late at night and every time because I would work until like three or four in the morning like start at 10 and work until like three or four and then when he walked through at like 2 a.m I was always like that's right got this motherfucker. <laughs> I was like how you like me now I was like so like woo <laughs> like I'm winning this game <laughs> well you know like so- that's all you had to do is just like be in the studio all yeah. night long just to get the respect that's all it was totally someone that i went to grad school with invented like or i'm sure he didn't invent it but really uh had this great move where he would just leave his desk lamp on all the time (laughs) (laughs) and and his theory was that like they'd be like his lights on so he's not in his studio but he's probably around here somewhere it's in the bathroom (laughs) yeah he's in the bathroom maybe he's in the wood shop (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's brilliant i wish i would have thought of that sooner yeah you could have gotten some more sleep saved a lot of pain yeah yeah but so i also like one other person that i want to mention was amy santa ferraro because she she was like someone that was just really helpful in like seeing how a life in the arts was sort of worth it like i got to i work really closely with her when i was a post back. Where was and, that at? Uh, at Kansas State University. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's young, right? If, I, if, if, if I'm thinking of the yeah. right person, she's super young. Yeah. yeah, she's young and, you know, like at the time, she's also, yeah, she's, she's young and she's like really young at heart. And so like when I was a postback, like she was one of my better friends there, even though she was my professor. Um, and which it's good that she doesn't work there because even that could probably get her fired. Um, and... <laughs> but like it was just really nice to see because it also should be rewarding too like i i I just want to make sure it doesn't get too like all you're gonna fucking do is work Mm -hmm. yeah yes because there's not a huge monetary reward so the work should be enjoyed yeah right and that's that's a that's a great point i mean if and that kind of leads to if you don't love it don't do it yeah you know if it's not rewarding in and of itself um yeah it's not worth it to be up at three in the morning yeah Yeah. um you know and as you get older different responsibilities and things you want to do come up but um um no it's it's definitely a a, 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 you have to be passionate about it well you guys this was i'm only wrapping this up because i'm the one that has to edit it well that's actually i was gonna say speaking of spaces this is perfect because i'm like sitting in my studio one of my studio mates just got here and we gotta oh, like perfect. figure out how we're gonna cut this space up so we can actually afford it um, <laughs> because nobody wants to rent it anymore uh, <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna be a fun yeah. week um so tom thank you so much for uh yeah for for being here with us again yeah. and like talking to us it was always a pleasure and you know, maybe on the next time we have a hot topic, we'll check in with you. Yeah, I would love that. Get your yeah. take. Yeah, totally. No, thank you for having me again. This was super fun. Always good to chat with you guys. Yeah. Sweet. And, uh, well, 
I'll see you, Tom, on Words with Friends. And Gus, I'll just see you. <laughs> I'll see you in the morning at the studio. Yeah, I'll see you at work. Great to see you. Bye. All right, guys. Stay warm and stay safe. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Whoa, he's so good. Um, I wish, I mean, I would love to be one of his students. He'd be like such a great instructor. Yeah, I bet he's a great professor. Yeah, right. Wait, are you trying to tell me I should go to grad school? <laughs> Shit. Maybe it's time. Maybe you should start thinking about it. You can apply under Anders' name, actually. And just Ooh. like pretend you're Anders. They'll never know. Show up. Oh my God, you can assume Anders' identity and he can assume yours. This is getting to be like, like I wonder a if I could get. I wonder if I could get, like if I, if I went to some like really off the beaten path school and this isn't me trying to say that I'm like famous in ceramics. It's just that ceramics is that small. Like I wonder how small of a weirdo program I'd have to go to to never run into anybody that knew who I was. I mean, it's possible. It's possible, but everybody has an internet footprint. Yeah. But even if I was like, if I was in some weird program and someone showed up and they were like, Hey, I met you when I came through Alfred, when you were in grad school, I could just be like, no, that must, that was my brother, Gus. I'm <laughs> oh yeah you could get away with that forever yeah all you need to do gus is take all the pictures of you off your instagram which is that not hard you don't have that many yeah and so people will never know what you look like yeah yeah Great. and then brick and clay and the y have pictures of me gotta get those down yeah just i love it yeah, yeah. totally well back to tom i love oh. that we just made that about us um, so yeah, he would be a great professor for me. I don't know. Okay. So what do you, the thing that I loved about this conversation is Tom, you know, has like two views on the ceram on ceramics, one of which is like, you know, from, you know, not being a ceramicist and the other is from being like a trained ceramicist. And that's one of the things I like about his work and his, the things that he's done over the, his career. Yeah. I also, it's like hard to talk to him without um, just like putting myself in the, like he's, he just kind of always comes across as like such a polished professor. And yeah. he does the thing that uh, one of my professors in grad school, Linda Sakura did where they would, you'd be talking to them about your work or about things that you're interested in. And they would sort of be able to like pick up on these little threads and then slowly weave these things together and like present it back to you present these ideas back to you and and um especially like because i i don't get to we've talked about this in the past too but um you know you and i don't talk about our work with each other all that much so it is really nice to sit down with someone like thomas to have that kind of conversation it's something that i do miss about being in grad school a little bit a little yeah, bit yeah right yeah. Yeah, we we should do that. We should do that. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm gonna come for a studio visit too. Yeah, to totally. I'm gonna do that too. All right. Well, to everyone, thank you so much for spending the year with us. We really, yeah. we really appreciate all of your comments and um, notes and disparaging messages about you know like do better and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're also, we're not going away. Somebody sent a message saying like, I hope you keep making them. Um, I'm sure we will. They'll just be a slow trickle like they always have been. Yeah, right? Like, it's you never know when it's going to pop up in your library. Yeah. Gus, this was a blast. Thanks for this year. Yeah, thanks, Cammie. It was thanks great. for starting a podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for, um, I guess, thanks for complying. Showing up. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for being ambivalent ambivalent oh. enough thanks Here's for being ambivalent enough to be on it and also good job crushing everyone's dreams today thanks okay wait
Kimmy, what are you looking forward to in the next year of the Ceramics Podcast? I only have one thing. Well, I have a I have a bunch of things. Well, I kind of am excited to have Tony Quinn on. And yeah. there's a couple people that I really want to ask that um, I'm ex- you know I'm excited about. You never know. You never yeah. know where this thing's gonna go. I got a I got a wood fired potter in mind that I really want to have on. Oh sweet. Um, but the thing that I'm the most excited about yeah. is to someday be able to record in person again. <gasps> oh my gosh. We're so close, Gus. I know, but actually, I, as I as I said it, it is kind of nice to just be able to like, like we're going to end this and I'm just going to like immediately start watching Arrested Development again. <laughs> That's true. I don't have to go. We don't have to go home for an hour. Yeah. Well. Yeah, maybe this isn't so bad. <laughs> okay. Bye, Gus. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, wait. We forgot. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow Thomas Mueller on Instagram at Thomas P. Mueller. And you can go to his website and see all of his work at thomaspmueller.com. You can follow Gus and I on Instagram and at our respective names. And you can follow the, at the Ceramics Podcast, at the Ceramics Podcast, which is an amazing wealth of information and knowledge. Um, I, I want to thank again Alex Crawford for doing the music and Bill Thielen for doing our artwork and Jennifer Waverick for setting our type. Thanks to everybody who's been on the podcast. We had so yeah. much fun. Thanks for thanks. this year. Thanks, Cammie. Thanks, Gus. Bye. Bye.